the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Woolley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Final hour of the Bruce Woolley Show every week starts with Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network when we can get him, and we've got him today, and we're very happy about that because we have the midterm elections coming up on Tuesday, follow Jack on Twitter at Jack Windsor, W-I-N-D-S-O-R, and theohiopressnetwork.com is the site. And Jack, a lot of talk, a lot of primaries, two primaries in Ohio. We're finally on the cusp of the midterms, and there's all kinds of optimism out there about a red wave. I keep that kind of at arm's length because I don't want to celebrate until it happens, but what do you think is going to happen in Ohio in the state races and in the uh, Supreme Court races, which I think um, maybe are tied with the J.D. Vance-Tim Ryan race as the most significant re- election results in terms of impact going forward on Tuesday? Well, Bruce, first of all, thank you for having me. It's always uh, an honor that you choose me, and I'm, I'm grateful to be with the Answer family. Uh, you know, that's a great question. Actually, I was reminiscing a little bit this morning. The Ohio Press Network, when we first started, uh, one of the first things we did out of the gate was we hosted four GOP uh, forums throughout the state of Ohio. So this J.D. Vance-Tim Ryan race, uh, you know, we've been with it from day one, and it's important. Um, you know, J.D. and Tim had a town hall on Fox earlier this week that was pretty meaningful, and I think the answer to one question kind of separated those two candidates. Right now, I think J.D. Vance is winning that race. I think he's going to win that race. Statewide, I think you're going to have Republicans down the entire ticket that win their races. Uh, Mike DeWine will win going away. And, you know, all signs right now point to Sharon Kennedy, Patrick Fisher, and Pat DeWine uh, winning their races respectively. And, of course, uh, Kennedy is running for Supreme Court uh, uh, Chief Justice. Right. The others are, are his justices. So, um, and, and I believe, and th- here's the interesting part about that um, for another show. I believe if Kennedy wins, so she goes into that uh, Chief Justice role, I believe that might that that will leave a spot open on the court, which would uh, then allow Mike DeWine to make another appointment. Correct. Yeah, and that would preserve the four-three Republican majority, and that's going to be consequential because I think all these bills in the State House. 454, 616, the Women's Protect Women's Sports Act. All these cultural issues are going to uh, end up in the court, and you definitely want to have a court that you can count on to stand for truth. Like, that's basically what we're talking about. And Jack Windsor is our guest, Ohio Press Network. It's interesting, you know, you and I both have reflected on the Tim Ryan campaign. There are two ways to evaluate the Ryan campaign in terms of just as a pure campaign. Phenomenal job. The problem is he's done a phenomenal job by lying about who he is and what he's done, and that tells me what he will do in the future. And he talks about, oh, I don't want to talk about culture wars, culture wars. Well, that's what, Jack, resonates in this particular election. I think parents who are voters are sick of having to worry about sending their kids to what used to be the place where you'd send them and you knew they were safe, our public schools. Bob France and I were talking during a podcast last night, and the question I asked him, 
you know, my tongue in my cheek was, why didn't Tim Ryan run in the Republican primary? Mm-hmm. Because that's the messaging that he has put out there the entire campaign. And, you know, during that Fox Town Hall, uh, the difference was exposed between J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan in answering one question. And if you remember, uh, each candidate had 30 minutes to talk with audience members and then um, the hosts of the show. And the first question that Tim Ryan got was from a voter who asked about the Inflation Reduction Act and said, hey, can you look me in the face and tell me uh, that that is going to lessen the burden for me at the gas station and the grocery store? And his response was, I could not say that right now in the present moment. And then he went on to you know, kind of talk about how you know, he fought to get natural gas yeah. A natural gas component into that bill and talk about a cracker plant in eastern Ohio and how that's going to create construction jobs. But then reiterated, you know, no, I don't think it's going to do anything in the immediate term. And uh, and then said, you know, what we need to do is we need to make sure that we get natural gas uh, to eastern Europe and to China. And so, you know, he had this long term <laughs> Uh, I guess solution, and then he and then he said, but what we really need to do is cut taxes. Um, and so then let's just juxtapose that with with JD Vance's answer. JD Vance's answer was pretty simple. He said, we're here because of Joe Biden's policy decisions. Um, they tax, they spend, and they shut down uh, our energy. And that's what we need to do. We need to open up energy in the country and in Ohio, and we need to we need to stop. With the tax and spend policies, these are completely self-inflicted wounds. I think that message resonates. I, cre- I think it creates a more immediate solution. What was interesting about Tim Ryan's answer, by the way, was that he talked about cutting taxes. But when you go and, and listen to, uh, you know, later on in his time, he said, you know, we actually need to legalize marijuana and we need to tax, tax it. it. Yeah. And then, and then they talked about Joe Biden's idea of, you know, these energy companies paying a windfall tax and. It sounded to me like Tim Ryan said, yeah, they should pay a windfall tax. So, you know, and, and one side of his mouth, he's saying, hey, we need to cut taxes. But I think he's really revealing his character when he just gets comfortable and starts talking about, yeah, we need to tax that. We need to tax this. We need to tax that. So I think the answer to that question absolutely shows the difference between those two candidates. All right, let's switch to a House race, Jack, where someone doesn't have to worry about being elected because he's been authentic and he served his voters. Jim Jordan could be uh, the congressman from his district uh, in rural Ohio as long as he wants to be. I don't even know who's running against him, but uh, they apparently missed some kind of a filing deadline, which if you yeah. want to win, that's not a great strategy. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not a good starting point. Tammy Wilson, she's running her first political race uh, against Jim Jordan. And if that wasn't enough, uh, adding to that challenge is the fact that she failed to file timely her pre-election general report covering October 1 through October 19th with the Federal Election Commission. And uh, we got our hands on that letter here at the Ohio Press Network. And uh, in the letter, it said she had until 5 p.m. yesterday. So I'm going back to the FEC today to find out if that information was filed. Um, but it's kind of one of those oopsies, right? So, I mean, I, the penalty for doing it is, you know, there could be some civil legal action and some uh, money penalties. But the, I think the bigger issue is how do you miss that deadline, um, you know, when you're in the heat of a, a congressional race? Um, I think that's the – but, you know, according to 538, Wilson has zero chance of winning the contest. Um, she has raised $132,000, has 18000 in the bank, and Jordan has raised $13.2 million and has over $8 million in the bank. And that's for um, U.S. House District 4, um, which is a lot of counties, Allen, Oglay, Champaign, Logan, Hardin, Union, Marion, 
Morrow, Richland, Ashland, and then the northern part of Shelby County and the western section of Delaware County. Yeah, I drive by those areas, in through those areas all the time, and uh, the Trump flags are out, the Jordan signs are out. Everybody loves Jim Jordan. He got a standing ovation at our uh, Talkers Tour event. Uh, Jim Jordan is a guy, and I look forward to him having House Oversight uh, you know, power behind him because I think we're really going to get some answers out of Washington. And one of the things that we need answers on, and I think there's going to be a reckoning on, even long-term looking back in history, Jack, uh, teachers' unions and this uh, indoctrination of kids in schools. You guys at the Ohio Press Network are on this. It's the second most uh, uh, popular story on your site right now, a commentary. Teachers' unions expose Ohio students to smut masquerading as affirmation. Great detail in this story about uh, the teachers' unions and what they're doing. And I really think this is the thing that is going to be, if there's a if there's a good result out of COVID, it is that parents saw what was going on in their schools and got involved in their schools. Tell us about uh, this awakening and what you see it uh, becoming as a political force in our country. I think we're starting to see it. I think the Wall Street Journal broke a story earlier in the week how there was a seismic shift among white suburban females, and they are now favoring Republicans in races by 15%. Now, that's significant. You know, 54% of them don't like the economy. 74% of them think that we're going in the wrong direction. But what I will tell you that I think is undergirding all of that that they don't talk about, and they don't talk about it because they don't want to be tagged as, you know, domestic terrorists by Merrick Garland and the FBI. Uh, they don't want their kids uh, to be punished for their positions, but they're, they're really angry about what's going on in schools. And what's going on essentially is this. Um, schools are getting legal guidance that says if a student shows some sort of sign that they might be questioning their gender, you don't go to parents first. You go to the student. They have a right to privacy. Now, here's how this manifests. We're working on a story right now. It'll probably publish on Sunday or Monday. A, an Ohio school Here's what happens. Here's what this turns into. A student is depressed and anxious and almost suicidal. A teacher overhears that conversation and and believes that there's an element of gender confusion there, goes to the student, welcomes the student to the LGBTQ plus community, and, you know, they start having these conversations. And guess who's left in the dark? Parents. That gets a call at one point and says, hey, your daughter's in serious trouble. We need to figure out what's going on. And imagine his surprise when he goes to the school to pick up his daughter and finds out that there have been, you know, weeks of discussions that have been hidden from him. And, um, you know, so it's even just the LGBTQ plus stuff. It is, you know, this guy missed the opportunity to care for his daughter who was struggling with depression and anxiety. That's the kind of stuff that parents are starting to see, and they're not going to put up with it, Bruce. No, they are not, nor should they. And uh, the way to register your opposition to border policy, to the withdrawal from Afghanistan, to in prices at the pump and in the grocery store, and to what's going on in schools is Tuesday. You get your chance. If you're on board with it, vote for the status quo. If you're not on board with it, vote for change. Jack Windsor, uh, you're driving change. You're an honest broker. I appreciate you so much. Appreciate the Ohio Press Network, theohiopressnetwork.com, at Jack Windsor on Twitter. Talk to you soon, my friend. God bless you, Bruce. Thanks again. So John Fetterman was on The View this morning, the uh, Pennsylvania Senate candidate, and... um, 
Well, they put him through uh, the paces really, really tough. Here's a portion uh, of the interview. Mr. Fetterman, um, I was happy you released the, an updated letter from your doctor, um, and it's clear your post-stroke struggles are not cognitive and would not hinder you as a senator. So I'm going to just go ahead and move on and treat you like regular candidate. So he's released another letter from his doctor, who's a donor to his campaign. Has he released his medical records? No, he's not. No, he's not. So, uh, again. Um, I was happy you released the, an updated letter from your doctor, um, and it's clear your post-stroke struggles are not cognitive and would not hinder you as a senator. So I'm going to... Okay, so his post-stroke struggles are not cognitive... And will not hinder him in any way. Uh, okay, well, you judge for yourself. Here's a little snippet of John Fetterman. Now, we, we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to. That's, that's the most American bargain, that if you work full time, you should be able to live in dignity as well. True. And I believe they haven't have any businesses being being. Uh, you can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying ind- uh, individuals that just simply can't have to to pay their own way. Okay. Um, as well true. Businesses? <laughs> I don't make fun of John Fetterman because he has effects from his stroke. I make fun of the absurdity of someone who has clearly suffered brain damage from a stroke being a Senate candidate. Hi. Good night, everybody. Hi. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Does this sound like a quick thinking, able to debate, process, points, counterpoints, respond to them quickly? Uh, I, I, I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. I don't disparage John Fetterman because he's a stroke victim. I disparage John Fetterman because he and the people who support him treat me like I'm a stroke victim. Like I'm not able to figure out that I'm being played by a guy who's not cognitively capable of doing the job he's asking to be elected to. How long do you think he's going to be there? A month, a, two months, if he gets elected, who's, three months, and who, then it'll be like, you know, this is really hard, and I'm not able to do it, and so, oh, look, my wife's ready to do it. Yep. She's on the Joyce Beatty plan. Joyce Beatty got her high office because of her husband, Otto Beatty. Otto Beatty died. Oh, look, Joyce is ready to take the job. Fantastic. Only life has broken well for Joyce Beatty in such a racist country as America, where she got a nice, opulent home for $1 from Ohio Dominican. Nice. Yeah, I, John Fetterman. Again, let me hear. Let me hear the uh, the the uh, view host here. Um, I was happy you released the an updated letter from your doctor, um, and it's clear your post stroke struggles are not cognitive and would not hinder you as a senator. Post stroke struggles are not cognitive and would not hinder you as a senator. Hi, good night, everybody. Clear. Hi, good night, everybody. It's absolutely clear, Bruce. Yeah. Come on. Again, I say it again. He treats me like I'm a stroke victim. My uh, my eyes work, my ears work, okay? And similarly, and I touched on this with the interview with Jack Windsor. 
Two things can be true at once. Tim Ryan has run hmm, an effective campaign, but he's also run a blatantly dishonest campaign. The problem with dishonesty is it's really hard to keep track of all the dishonesty and line all the dishonesties up behind each other so they make sense. The other night at the Fox Town Hall, Tim Ryan, of course, he's a Democrat, so he has to bring up abortion. And he brings it up, and he's like, I want to codify Roe versus Wade into law because Roe versus Wade took care of everything. See, Tim Ryan, early in the campaign, he didn't want to take a position on when does a baby become a baby. That's the question I wish some commentator would ask. Okay, so you're not for abortion with the heartbeat bill. Like, once a heartbeat's detected, you're not for abortion. Okay, so when are you for abortion? Well, now they've started to say, "Mm, the third trimester, we're not for abortion. Well, they are for abortion in the third trimester because they always say, I don't want to get between a doctor and the uh, patient. They never bring up the baby, A. But Tim Ryan the other day came close. He said, you know, uh, nobody wants to see. See, he doesn't say, I don't want to see. I don't want to see third trimester abortions. I'm against third trimester abortions. Say that. And again, it's frustrating to me that Brett Baer or Martha McCallum wouldn't hold him down on it. Where he goes, nobody wants to see third trimester abortion. Okay, well, does that, does that include you? Does that include you? Would you propose a bill or vote for a bill that outlawed third trimester abortion. Tim Ryan didn't want to say that because no, he won't. He absolutely won't do that because if he did say that, his funding from the Democratic National Committee would dry up. Goodbye, sayonara, see you later. You're on an island, Tim. But then in the same answer, he said, when they asked him, are you for Ohio's law right now? It's 22 weeks. Are you for that? No, I'm not. Well, wait a second. And again, why don't you pin him down on this? Wait a second. A second ago, you said nobody wants to see third trimester abortions. You are a somebody. Presumably, you then don't want to see third trimester abortions. 22 weeks is before the third trimester. You don't agree with Ohio's abortion policy. Reconcile the two positions for us, please. How can you be against third trimester abortions but not be for Ohio law, which should be a six-week and after ban on abortions, but now because of one activist judge in Cincinnati— is a 22-week ban. Your position makes no sense, Tim Ryan. On one hand, you say third trimester abortions, nobody wants to see them, but you are against a policy that would eliminate third trimester abortions. So that's why I can say Tim Ryan's run an effective campaign. He's convinced everybody he's a Republican or a moderate or a Trump guy. or he's convinced he's, he's convinced Ohio voters, a lot of them who will vote for him, that he's everything but the candidate he has been, and make no mistake, the candidate he will be. Do you think he's going to, oh, I take on, I take on, here he is in Dayton last night. Here's Tim Ryan in Dayton last night, two-faced liar that he is. I've been known to get everybody mad at me, you know, on Democrats, Republicans, and I'll tell you why, right? Because I I tend to speak my piece, and sometimes I get in trouble for that, but I don't see that changing anytime soon. Speak your piece. But vote exactly like you're told. 100% of the time with Joe Biden, with Nancy Pelosi. You are a puppet of the most radical, damaging, evil policies of the Democratic Party. But, oh, you like to cast yourself as an outlier. I push back. I fight. Nobody likes me. Well, because nobody likes a liar. Nobody likes a two-faced phony. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.